and I just don't know how to to fund an existence. On Sell the way your topics. Mm. Yeah. I've I've been considering selling my pants online. I was going to say I could just grow up some knickers and flog them. I'm, I mean, I'm considering doing it, but I don't think anyone wants to buy mine. Hello, I'm Ben and welcome to Water Life Coronary Podcast. We're chatting about life, relationships, events and experiences and anything between. Joined with Katie and Aaron in this, our Quarter Life Quandary. Hello. Hello. How are we doing? Cold. Very, very cold. (laughs) Good God, car ownership and the cold have introduced me to a new level of stress. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. No, let's, uh, let's not broaden that car owner sort of situation let me correct it to my shit car does not like minus six temperatures there we go Um, i i went to open my car yesterday yeah yesterday it was frozen it was 100% frozen shut and i was expecting that um (laughs) so i did the like sandwich bag with warm water in it trick and just like Literally filled up a Ziploc bag with with warm water, held it against the door handle to like just melt the ice without like being too fucking harsh and pouring boiling water over it. Um, and I did the same with my windows and stuff. Um, so I opened it. it. It opened normally, but in the time it took for me to pull the handle open, it froze open. <laughs> <laughs> so when it came to shutting the door, it wouldn't latch. <laughs> Because the door handle was frozen open, so I couldn't shut my door. So I just sat there, just like sobbing in my driver's seat, holding a sandwich bag against the lock. That's amazing. Awful. <laughs> well, I've never understood with these cars. Like, these cars are tested to like work in other countries that are much colder than ours. Why is it? Why is it so much trouble in this country? I mean, I feel like owning a Peugeot for me personally explains a lot of it, but because I've got windowless frames as well, because uh, it's convertible, it was also f- there was ice on the inside. <laughs> oh yeah, it you, was. You're awful. gonna learn. You're gonna learn why no one has a convertible in the winter. Yeah, I'm. To be fair, it's MOT is due at the end of this month, and. She might be getting put down, I'll be honest. She might yeah. be getting put down. you got to keep hold of her. Why? you got to sell it in the summer. It's the only yeah, reason, true, the only true, reason true. people have them is to sell them in the summer. Well, the thing is, winter, I winter. didn't realise it was a convertible until he was like, and the roof works. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean the roof works? I hope it fucking works. Like, that's a really integral part of a car. And he was like, no, no, no the hydraulics are still in good condition. I was like, oh, Oh, cool. It doesn't immediately look like a convertible. It just looks like a really small car. There'll be some desperate hairdresser that wants to buy it. Yeah, it might as well be an Audi TT with less glam. <laughs> In fact, it it reminds me more of like a Vauxhall Tigra. Oh, yeah. I've said that already. Yeah. Because I, I, I the... used to say Nissan Micra, but they're like more bubbly. Mine's not as bubbly as a Micra. 
they had the Ford version as well, and I can't remember what it was. I've never known that information. I don't know why I'm trying to recall it. Yep. Same. It was never in my brain. <laughs> yeah, there was one that looked exactly like the, the Tigra. I don't mind it. It's a nice looking car. It was good for a first car. Um, what's annoying is I bought it at private sale because anything that wasn't was just like extortionate. And it seemed like the service history was full. Anything that was like an advisory on the MOT was like windscreen wipers and other like wear and tear stuff. So it had no like structural, mechanical or electrical fails on the MOT or anything. And it wasn't overly cheap. So I was like, this will be fine. This will be a good starter car. And then it's just lit up like a Christmas tree in the last year and I haven't like ragged it around or anything. So there's no lesson to be taken from this if I end up having to scrap it and buy something else. <laughs> like I can't even go, well, at least I learned not to do this next time. No, I feel like I did everything right and still got shafted. It's yeah. just cars. Mm, they're a headache. You have to get out of the idea that they're worth any money. They're, they're yeah. There's something to be used. They're a cost. Yeah, at this point. Like, and to be fair, I went into it with the old saying of if you buy a car private sale, be prepared to pay for it twice. Like, I went into it with that knowledge. But like, I can't think of anything else that's like essentially a luxury that I'd spend fucking four grand a year for. <laughs> Which is the frustrating thing. But Solar V, people have it worse. People I know have had it much fucking worse. Uh, but it's only been their own fault. Oh, for sure. So, like, the example that comes to mind is uh, my friend got a 2017 BMW Z4 and it was a lovely car, also a convertible, very similar in, like, frame and structure to my car. Uh, just obviously incredibly nicer. And it was pretty, pretty expensive. It was on finance from where they used to work. And they had, like, a year left, I think, on whatever finance agreement they were on. I can't remember which one they were on. But um, they wrote it off with a year left of payments on it. And they weren't, like, particularly cheap payments. And I'm not sure why it worked out like this, but he couldn't like buy out of it. So he had to spend the next year making the same payments and then the final like bigger payment for the last payment and only just paid it off because he had like bailiffs knocking on his door and shit. Because he wrote it off. He drove it into a central division. Yeah, but the issue with that is he only had what third party fire and theft. Yeah, literally. <laughs> that's why. That's why he couldn't buy out of it. I remember now. That's, yeah, so that was going to be my first question. Like, why did the insurance not pay? Bitch, I'm fully comp. I am <laughs> not to be trusted. I'm fully comp. Yeah, I, I like him, and you know, but in, I'd say the same thing to him. He's a dumbass. You, yeah, <laughs> you can't afford to insure the car. Don't fucking have it. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um. And I went down the road of if I can't afford to pay it off in like a not a cash payment, but like an upfront payment, I didn't want to buy it. I didn't want to be like tied into anything. Uh, but that fucking backfired because I'm ready to drive this thing off a cliff if it makes it that far. I have a uh, a solution. I reckon. Hold on, I'm going to Google this right now because I'm sure Top Gear has answered this before. I thought you were going to tell me about some weird scheme where you could just like donate your car to Top Gear so they can trash it on TV. <laughs> nah, it's uh, 
I'm going to ask you for the pronunciation of this as well. Um, a, a trebuchet. Okay. Is that a French cake? You can ask. You, I'm not going to give you the answer, but you can ask what you like. <laughs> yeah, a, tre, a, trebuchet, a trebuchet. That a sounds trebuchet. right. Uh, you know what I'm referring to, don't you? Yeah, I think so. Isn't, isn't so, that the catapult? Yeah. So oh. I reckon on a very clear day, with the wind with you, you could probably trebuchet your car from Dover <laughs> back to France. <laughs> with a little note attached saying fix your shit before you put it on sale <laughs> well the thing is it's got such fucking intermittent faults like I've had to pull like Peugeot have very specific codes and you need instead of just like a normal OBD2 reader you need Peugeot Planet which no one has because why would you fucking want a Peugeot I've since learned but I've had to like take down these codes and put down what I think they're attributed to to give them to the garage on Friday to at least be looking along the right track. Like I've got a, a gearbox fault, I've got a variable valve timing fault, which I think is a solenoid. Something's up with the power steering because it creaks like a bitch every time I turn the wheel. Like it just it sensed the MOT coming up at the end of the month and just lit up like a Christmas tree. She's like, oh, I'm a coming. Mm. Um, oh, there's also an oil leak, but I didn't think that was too unusual to have in a 2008 car. Nah, that's fine. Like that <laughs> seems to be part and parcel of old ass cars. You say this? Any oil leak is a concern. No, it's not. It's not at all. Depends one where it's coming from, two how quick it is. Like the fact that they sell stop leak and similar products like so cheap means that it's very much a common fault and one that can be botched, and it's not something that necessarily fails an MOT, if it's not bad enough, it will just be an advisory. Yeah, if it's not pissing out, you're fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. old cars get oil leaks, it's just it's just how it goes. Mm. Yeah, fair, fair. I've had, I've had similar issues with cars. Mm. I've had a, uh, I had a warning light come on, and then I was like, oh, I'm going to take it for a service soon anyway. And then I started looking through my service history, and I couldn't find anything about the cam belt, and I was like, fuck. Yeah, I think I've got a loose belt on mine. So I was like, I'll just, I'll just get it all sorted now and get this little like sensor sorted out. And then, turns out the sensor, because it's been failed for so long and been intermittent, mm. it's it's caused a load of damage in the pipes for the recirculation. See, that's what's worrying me about my intermittent faults. Like, it's it's nice when the EMLs go away. Um, that's lovely, especially when I can clear them with the reader. But I don't want them to like be silently condemning things in the background without me knowing the actual source of the fault. And if it is something to do with my belt, I terrifying concept because <clears throat> excuse me, coughing. Um, camp like belts are a, a terrifying repair because like when they break, they're so destructive. Yeah. Like when they break, they take out everything in their path, and it's basically an engine rebuild. Yep. It's. It's very stressful being a car owner. Everyone I know has been like, "You should get, you should pass your test. Just pass it. Just do it. You, your, your life will change. No shit." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, you, now you know what it's like. <laughs> you just wanted me all to suffer with you, you dicks. What was that song? Um, hanging out of your best friend's ride. <laughs> I thought you were going to say uh, "Shitty Car" by Adam Sandler. <laughs> no. Oh, I haven't heard that in so long. <laughs> 
it has aged badly. <laughs> oh, oh, it was aging badly at the time. It's aged so badly. Like the more I know about fucking just sensitivity and not being an arsehole, I listened back to that song recently because I've got a shitty car, and I was like, oh god, no. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> yeah, that's a terrible song. <laughs> oh. That can stay in 98 or whenever it was. <laughs> yeah. oh. So how How's much it... how much are you in with your car at the moment? Uh, so the original outlay of like buying the car was meant to be 2,500, got it down to like 2,002 or 2,300. I've spent, so I got a new starter motor that was 70 odd i got some bright spark decided to replace the one of the gaskets but like put sealant it already had a seal on it but then they put sealant on the seal uh so that's like slip and sliding around that was to try and fix the oil leak and that cost me there's a couple like that there was like a bulk of repairs that were like 300 pounds i got them done like kind of on the cheap like i got a guy called dave which speaks for itself and like parts from my other half where he works which were like trade prices so like i think after because it's going into the garage on thursday or friday tomorrow or friday i think it's gonna i'm gonna be up to about a grand of repairs to try and get it to pass its mot if it does pass its mot after the repairs and the guy i'm taking it to on friday says get shot of it I'm just going to get it passed and maybe either try and trade it in or sell it. Just hold on to it for winter, uh, till summer, and then sell it. Yeah, the thing is, I don't don't want to tax it. (laughs) You can drive it. You can get it sorted and drive it. Yeah, no, I know. I will, but I don't want to, like, because I don't think you can get a refund on tax, can you? Yeah. Can you? Yeah. Because I remember being angry that tax wasn't transferable. It's not transferable, but it's refundable. Hmm. So you can get 12 months, and then whatever months you still have left, they refund you. Oh. Yeah, maybe then. Because unlike Aaron, my tax isn't free. It won't be free for Aaron for long. No, he's going to be in the £20 bracket soon. God forbid. Fucking won't be. Um, you will. Unless you're getting a new car, of course. Mm. I had a look. That's obviously for electric vehicles. Mm. But because mine's one litre, it like... Yeah. Mm, maybe. maybe. If, they're, if they're doing electric vehicles, they're going to do you as well, mate. My other half is one litre, mm. and he already pays 20 quid, and it's basically your car with a different shell. It's just a little bit older. His is 11, and yours is 15? Uh, 64. So, 2014. Yeah. So, it's only three years apart from Ross's. And he's... He pays £20 a year. Mm. Which, that makes no sense to me, because it's literally the same Toyota engine. Uh, The 107, the C1, and the Igo are all the same engine, aren't they? Uh, Yes and no. His is the previous mark, and yeah. this uh, the one that I've got. They they uh, they done some changes to get it like fully. Um, but sure, a work colleague of mine has a fifteen plate C one, and still pays twenty quid as well. Yeah, but remember, there's Citroen and Peugeot. 
meines äh, Toyota. <lacht> Toyota. <lacht> Toyota. Mm. Um, so they, they were all the same, but you've got to remember that uh, after that mark, they all split off. So Peugeot, Citroën, I will say so they're both the same, but Toyota uh, separated off. I will say the Peugeot and the C1 are way more similar than the Igo. Like, despite them being four years apart, the Peugeot and the Citroen, the, the Citroens that I've both been in, they're both the blue ones, which is very confusing when they were both at my place of work, parked up, and I kept getting into the wrong car. Um, but they both have, like, the shitty dials on the side of the centre console for the heat. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen them. They're like just big, chunky plastic caps on the side of the centre console, and that's how you change, like, you put on your demister and heating. It's like, they you know the wheels, that. you know the, like, seat adjustment wheels that are on the side of the chairs in some cars? It's like those for the heating. <laughs> yeah. But, I like, the been... Igo, as far orbs. as I remember, doesn't have them. Nah. I've got orbs. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you do. <laughs> less of Less about your orbs, the better. So, have we got any topics to talk about? I have a challenge. We love a challenge. I love a challenge. I would like to hear the most obscure noise you can make with an item in the room you're currently situated. Phones, electronics are disallowed. Only naturally occurring kind of sounds. Yeah, if phones and electronics are out, then I don't know if you're even going to be able to hear this. But... Did you get any of that? Yeah, some music box. The creepiest music box um, that I've ever come across in my life. And what makes it obscure is that it was my nan's silver wedding anniversary card from my granddad. And it is, I'm going to have to, obviously not for the benefit of the podcast, but for the benefit of the podcasters, um, I'm going to send you a picture because this is the most glorious thing. Like it's ugly as sin, but it's so thick. <laughs> <laughs> it's a card with a music box built into it. I, I hear two music boxes. Do you, Casey? It's not me. Wait, I have two. Is this one going as well? I didn't even wind this one. What? Oh no, you've got one. <laughs> I was so confused. Yeah, this was from the 60s, I believe. And if you can read that right in, um, power to you, because my granddad wrote in basically script. Like, it was... Quite impressive. I can't find anything in here that isn't either electronic or doesn't make a noise. I just have a secondary music box. I 
And they're both creepy. I have a third one, but it just plays Moon River, so that's not as good. Can you not read his writing? I can read parts of it, but like this one isn't so bad. Some of the other ones that he's because when we were cleaning out her house, um, because she passed recently, we found all of like the love letters when they were courting during the war. Well, at the start of the war, because they got married during the war. Like I think most people got married during the war. I mean. I've I tried to read half of it and then it just gets worse as you go along. That's what I mean. Like some of it's okay, um, and then some of it's terrible. In fact, one of our mutuals, I sent her the the letters when we first found them, and I was like, "What the fuck does this say?" And she like hand wrote out what she thought it said and like sent me a picture back. I was like, "That's really sweet. You could have typed it because <laughs> <laughs> I can't read your writing." I thought. No, I could, but it was like the sweetest thing. I didn't expect her to actually come back and translate the whole thing, and I kind of got to see what my dad had written. I didn't mean that. I meant granddad. Why did I say nan? I'm trying to find another picture, but apparently I just have fucking so many pictures of tacos. Well, I was making vegan tacos and doing it badly, um, and just kept taking pictures of it. Apparently, because each attempt was getting better than the next. <laughs> yeah, as you'll be able to see from the pictures, I could definitely read her handwriting, but somehow she managed to trans. I don't know if this is the same note. Yeah, I think it. Maybe not, but yeah, bless her. She translated like a song or poem that my granddad wrote for my nan. Yeah, they're definitely different letters, but the point stands that writing's incomprehensible. I was about to say, I was just started to read this. I was like, she's completely fucked this up. There's nothing <laughs> like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't find the original. Um... Because they were taken like last year, like start earlier end of last year. But yeah, I'm still waiting for you to work out how to make a noise, Ben. Uh, there you go. <laughs> I literally, there's nothing in here. I'm I'm in a room full of books and electronics. Aaron, I'm curious. Was yours going to be a music box before mine was a music box? Has he just fucking gone? Sorry, no, I had my mute on, <laughs> uh, my microphone on mute. Um, yeah, mine Yours was, was gonna... also <laughs> mine was a music box, and it was Beethoven's Thirties. <laughs> oh, I wish that was planned, but I'm glad yours was also a music box. It's either that or. Oh, I was no. going to say, did you panic at the last minute and you grab the next, the closest thing to you <laughs> and say, aha? <clears throat> when you said not electronic, I was like, ah, a loophole. Ha <laughs> 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 ha. 
Was that your topic, panic grabbing a music box off of the side? Um, no, it just kind of, the penny dropped. I was like, oh, that's a good one. It, <laughs> to know, be fair, it was. You know, you know what would have made a good noise, Ben, if you put some effort in? A penny dropping. Imagine having money. I don't have any pennies. <laughs> it's 2023, everything's on card. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, now. All, all of the coins go in a big jar in the kitchen, and that's where they stay forever. <laughs> and then they pay for the heating bill. <laughs> no, there's not enough coins in that jar. To <laughs> <heat bill. laughs> that is the one thing that is really depressing because my last my flat was purely electric electric water um no gas and moving into a house that has gas appliances a boiler central heating oh awful business yeah stove um it's flabbergasting to watch it just sort of like just just start counting (laughs) i'm like Please stop. And the stop. noises that boilers make when the heating goes on, it's just like gurgling throughout the house. I mean, to be fair, no, this, uh, the heating system here isn't too bad, uh, noise-wise, uh, because the rest of the house sounds fucking awful, so you can't hear it anyway. Um, but <laughs> it is just watching the smart me, and I know obviously it isn't in real time, but still it's like, ah. Uh, yeah, I put the heating on a couple of hours ago. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be watching that, that money go up now. It's like playing like a Telltale game, like the bit where it's like, oh, Aaron will remember that. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, the smart meter will fuck me over later. I'll remember that. <laughs> I think my boiler making horrific gurgling noises might be attributed to the fact that it's 45 years old. Sorry, um, what? Uh, yeah, 45 years old. The boiler. Um. We've had it recently looked at, like regular interval kind of inspection of it, and they're like, "This is fine." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay." Um, surely that isn't that doesn't pass any efficiency standards. It no. did. I've literally no, got I've got the rating and everything approved downstairs from like three months ago. No, no, you have the safety certificate. We're well, talking about its efficiency. Oh yeah, no, it's oh god, yeah, no, not efficient in any way, shape, or form. It, it's moot anyway because we've just come to the conclusion that we are replacing it at the low, low cost of about eight grand, because um, the third radiator in the house has stopped working completely, uh, beyond the point of bleeding it. Um, like bleeding it, does, there's just no water getting to them anymore, and there's like definitely a blockage in one of the pipes stopping another one getting water because like mm-hmm. the pipes aren't getting hot all the way down so we're just opting to replace the whole system but have you seen the heated skirting board thing i might be making that up but i feel like it's a thing it's old shit don't bore hmm. it's it's something that's been rebranded from the 70s i was thinking that this is what my next question was going to be i was like i swear we tried this once yeah it's it's old tech from the 70s been repurposed the, prob- yeah. the problem is, is things like when you come later on to try and like fit a unit in the front room and you've got to cut the skirting board, you won't be able to touch it. Yeah. Or yeah. some electrician comes in to go cut a socket in and it's just straight through the skirting board. Yeah, it wasn't something I was looking into getting, but I was curious because I'm, I'm sure that we had this with like not only radiators, but like convection heaters as well. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm sure they were a thing on skirting boards as well, just fucking hot air pissing out of the floor. 
Yeah, under mm. under floor heaters and um, under plinth heaters, you mm. get in kitchens. Awful. I just want to be the level of well off that I can have like a heated bathroom floor. Well, like underfloor heating. Mm. That's the most economical way to heat a house. Yeah. But you won't get any heat upstairs. That's the only problem. Mm. Well, I don't in my room at the minute anyway. My radiator has been absolutely condemned for years. A couple of years now. Um, I just have like a plug-in radiator. So like an, I think it's an oil radiator. I might be making that up. Oh, yeah, you get oil radiators, but yeah. they're, they're not very effective either. No, like I'm currently, as you can tell from the pictures of my the the anniversary card that I sent, I am sitting here in like the crustiest joggers I've actually ever worn in my life. Um, woolen like boot slippers and my Udi. <laughs> That's fair. I can't believe I, it's forty-five years old. That's mental. I know it's um, that's inc- insane. Incredibly old. It's uh, it's it's done its job. It's time for it to rest. It's time to be put to sleep. This is an old-ass house, to be fair. I always find that an interesting concept, like the saying. Like between us and Americans, sorry, I had half the thought in my brain and then started talking midway through the thought without explaining anything. Um, Americans and Brits, the difference between like time and distance, there's like a saying that in the UK, a hundred miles is a long way to travel, and in America, a hundred years is a long time ago. Yeah, but like not in in the opposite. Like in America, a hundred miles is nothing. People will drive that for a gig. But in America, if you have, like, there is a tourist attraction. There is a 100-year-old house. I'm like, that's, like, a lot of London. <laughs> uh, well, I, I think you'll struggle to find anything less than a, well, no. See, the, the problem with London is a lot of, like, the outside of the buildings are listed, but not the inside. So it's all just facade. Yeah. But, like, there are a lot of, like, cottages even, like, thatched houses and stuff across the UK that are old as shit. Oh, my my uncle lives in, like, a 500-year-old thatched cottage. Yeah. Like, that's not an unusual thing to happen in the UK, but there is, like, legitimately a tourist attraction in America that's, like, a 100-year-old house. But I knew someone um, that lived in Fort Worth in Texas and they drove, I think, four hours to go to a gig and then drove four, four hours back. That's, that's just inconceivable to me. Yeah, it's like us driving to Scotland just for the for a night out. <laughs> doesn't make sense. And then probably the same applies for Australia because you drive for four hours in Australia and you're at the end of the street. <laughs> It's just inconceivable to me. Mm. So, it's a hard no, sorry. It's bad enough trying to get to London for 45 minutes. I will not be driving in London anytime soon. Aaron is in his element driving in London, I've noticed, especially in vans. His personality just transforms to like... White van man. Absolute mm. 
white van man. Yeah. Savage. Hold every, no prisoners. Every, every other lane. Get out of fucking way. Get in your lane. Fucking indicate. <laughs> so, I have I have a question. This is, this is my topic. Mm-hmm. Right. Can you name a sovereign country that has the smallest amount of area? Papua New Guinea. Tuvalu? Nope. Nope. Vatican City. Oh, that's technically the smallest country. Oh, Sealand. No, Sealand is not recognised by the UN. Whoa, 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 whoa. I swear that Vatican City is. It's a sovereign state. It is, yep. But there's another one which the UN calls a uh, an observer and has diplomatic relations with other countries under international law. I didn't know this. I found this out about four hours ago. <laughs> um, do you, do you want to know? Is it like around like Monaco or like one of those Serbia, like Monaco, Serbia area? Because I know that we've got things to do with those. Uh... Don't think it is. I'm trying to think. How is it not Tuvalu? This this always gets me the win on pointless. How is what, it not Tuvalu? What, hold on, what is Tuvalu? Tuvalu, tiny ass island. Let's have a look. Tuvalu. Is it UN member state? Do you want me to tell you how much land they have? Like fucking a couple of miles. I don't know. How much? Okay, so if I remember rightly, the Vatican City is zero point four. Okay. Like kilometers. Uh, Tuluvu is twenty six square kilometers. Okay. And this place is zero because it what? technically does not own any of its land. What? Even though it is considered a country. Population population is free citizens. What? But it has ninety five thousand volunteers, fifty two thousand employees, <gasps> thirteen thousand five hundred members not in vows, and thirty eight vowed members. I think I signed up to this. Please tell me what this is, because I feel like I signed up to this. It is the Sovereign Military Order of Malta. I said, or, I said. or officially, the Sovereign Military Hospitalia Order of the Saint John of Jerusalem of Rhodes and of Malta. Okay, I am struggling here because I feel like there was a thing where you could own a piece of land, and you could just sign up in the same way that you could become an ordained minister. And I vaguely remember signing up to something I, like this. I own a piece of Mars. Thank you very much. I own definitely don't. That sounds fake. You were just sold. Whoa, 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 you, whoa. Let me guess. You also bought a star and a piece of the moon <laughs> about um, twenty, about fifteen years ago from Argos for twenty quid. Yeah. Shut up. This is a genuine piece of Mars, and I've got my sector and quadrant. It's bullshit. You can't own Damn. it. Um. So the order claims continuity from the Knights Hospitalia, uh, an order which was founded in 1099 by the Blessed Garrod in the Kingdom of Jerusalem. I am so convinced that I signed up to this. It's quite interesting. I have no memory of this, honestly. Um, But I remember that there was something where you could just sign up to be... to own a piece of, of land somewhere. And 
Well, it has no land. Yeah, but like, I, I can't remember what it was, and I wish I could find the email. Um, I did this at the same time that I like signed up to become an ordained minister. What in California? Uh, it's recognised in the UK now. Fun fact. Uh, where was I? In its long history, the order the order has owned land and resided in modern day Israel, Cyprus, Greece, Italy, and Malta. These days, the sovereign military order of Malta lives on with its own government, laws, passports, and population. And they also have a church in the resident of the island of Malta. That's what you're incredibly fun. Describing is uh, the order of the assassins, aren't you, Ben? Uh, don't know. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's ruled you're by the just prince describing. and grandmaster. Official population is two citizens plus the prince. Yeah. No, oh my God, this is just the Assassin's Order. <laughs> it's Assassin's Creed. That's incredible. So That's it has bad. formal diplomatic relations with 107 other states within the European Union. It's official but not diplomatic relations with other six states. And it's full observer status at the UN. You can go there and get stamps and coins. They also issue passports for its citizens, which are fully valid for travel. And car license plates, even though they have no roads to drive on. That's kind of cool. I like that. Speaking, though, of um, land and who owns it and such, um, I I have a favourite stupid war, and like I feel like there's a lot of them. Things that aren't really wars, but they are wars. Like, you, you've, you've probably heard of the Emu War. Yeah. Yeah, not that one. Have you heard of the Whiskey War? Sometimes also known as the Liquor Wars. Yeah, I know what it says. Yeah, have you heard of it, Aaron? Uh, <clears throat> sounds familiar, but enlighten us. So it's it's like a pseudo-confrontation. It's not... a aggressive thing at all it's a border dispute between um denmark and canada uh, canada over a patch of land called hans island yeah and it's like the middle mark of um canada and denmark and they could never agree on who owned it so they (laughs) would just occasionally come along and like leave a flag and a bottle of local liqueur yeah they kick over the other uh, country's flag don't they hang their own and then yeah, yeah. You say whiskey, liquor, or what have you? Um, for some reason, I occasionally check in on this, and I can't fathom why this wasn't in the news. Clearly, it's um, headline worthy, but uh, I checked on it recently, and it has been resolved. It's been resolved. It has been resolved. So, um, the, the only place. Water. Well, the only place that's really reported on it <laughs> is um, a Canadian newspaper, but. The Canadian and Danish governments settled on a border across the island, dividing it between the Canadian territory and the Danish uh, territory of Greenland um, to show Russia that it's war is stupid, <laughs> basically. They were like, this, this feud's been going on over nothing for a really long time, and we stopped it because it's stoppable. So maybe you should stop yours too. And they just went, there we go, done. Look, Russia, we did it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, June 10th, 2022, it was resolved, and they just decided to split it. Good for them. Yeah. 
That's just made me. I just had a quick little search because I was like, I had a quick look. So it's been going on for forty-four years, and I was like, yeah, is that the longest war? Probably. It ain't. Oh, this is insane. Some of these. There's been wars going on in countries that are older than America. A lot of things are older. Oh wait, no, a lot of things are older than Canada. I mean, America's a baby too, but Canada's a baby. Uh, I'm going to butcher this. The Reconquista was a centuries-long war fought between the Christian kingdoms of Spain and Portugal to reclaim the Iberian Peninsula from the Muslim Moors. It started in 711 AD and ended in 1492, making it a 781-year war. Jeez. That's, That's wild. Jeez, there's so many here. That's crazy. I um, what was it? I was talking about thinking about like countries being like children, and how young Canada is. And I just have this memory of going to celebrate Canada 150, uh, which must have been. <sighs> about six or seven years ago i don't know how old canada is but it was i was like why is it canada 150 because clearly i know nothing about history and it was because canada was 150 i'm like what i didn't realize canada was such a baby in terms of like people settling there and one of the people that i met at the canada day celebrations in london was like Living in England, I live on a street named after the fucking ship that transported the pilgrims from England to the New World. Like, this is bizarre. <laughs> like, he lived on, like, Mayflower Road or something. <laughs> and he was like, other than my great-grandparents that lived in Canada, I have no idea of my ancestry because we just didn't exist in this country before then. They're just everywhere. I was like, oh, that's weird. So there's been people there. Apparently, they crossed Ooh. to North Africa on the ice bridge. But yeah, you're right. I, I didn't realise it was a it was a confederacy. Yeah. yeah, I just remember seeing it branded as Canada 150, and I was like, "What? Why?" <laughs> I didn't realise that the official age of Canada is like counted from 1861 or something. I think it's 1861. I might be making that. Up. I just tried to do the math based on how many years ago I went to that parade. <laughs> oh, I don't know what else to talk about. Am I going to have to dig out another fact? <laughs> well, unless you want to talk about me panicking about mortgage applications, then please give us facts. Well, we can we can hear you panic for a while. Oh, I just, it's a very, very hard thing to navigate for someone that's just really bad at being an adult and really easily overwhelmed by stress. So, um, what do you want a mortgage for in this climate? Well, stay at home with mum and dad. Apparently, um, this summer is going to be the sweet spot for like housing crisis and interest rates not being like over 10%. Uh,. Maybe. So I feel like the best time to get maybe a five-year fixed rate would be before summer and then wait for 
the banks to repossess people's homes, I guess. It sounds shitty, but like I just it feels like the prime time to get some bricks and mortar. I mean, yeah, I think you you could be right. Um but I think you have to wait for the crash to start happening. Well, the thing is, if I get cuz like I could get a decent rate for a 5-year fixed agreement for less than 5% at the minute. Yeah. And I don't have to do anything with it. I can just have it and if circumstances change, I can reassess. But I feel the need to get some kind of agree just a need to set up a meeting with a mortgage advisor like book an appointment with Halifax or something like ASAP. Uh if you bank with them, yeah, it's worth having a look. Yeah, I've got an ISA with them. But, That's about um, it, though. You you can always go to a mortgage advisor. Yeah. You're always going to get a better rate with an advisor. Yeah, apparently Halifax is, has got some like wicked rates. Like my brother-in-law worked there for a while, and he was like, in the least like biased way possible, Halifax is shit hot. <laughs> yeah, they. Um, I've been with Halifax like three times now. Mm. So. Not not like continuously, but they've definitely I've always had a good rate with them. Yeah. I just it's I'm I am definitely thirty this year. Um Ugh. Yeah. And having to actually sack up and do some shit like just how do you afford to live <laughs> like in the least way possible. Like I am on a shit wage because yep. everyone's on a shit wage at the minute, um, and I just don't know how to to fund an existence. On the Sell way your toe picks. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I've I've been considering selling my pants online. I was going to say just... I could just grow up some knickers and flog them. I'm, I yeah. mean, I'm considering doing it, but I don't think anyone wants to buy mine. Mm. Yeah, I don't need to say they're yours. Just uh, buy some one pound Primark thongs. We we talked about this before. Rub them up against Aaron's cat's butthole and just call it a day. They're gonna want pics of yeah. someone. That's a good point. <laughs> you have a wife. Just so I just cut out the Littlewoods catalogue. Fucking <laughs> 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 That would work, wouldn't it? Yeah, did you just say fucking Little Woods? I actually can't. I can't. I don't know. I'm fucking. Is it even still around? No. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't think, think so. I don't think Little Woods has been around the same time as Index has been around either. <laughs> fucking Index. <It's> index. <laughs> they they went into administration in 2005. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> it's been. It's been so long. It's been eighteen years. <laughs> you know? Do you know what shop I really miss? That's right. You can go buy the knickers from CNA. It's fine. I was literally about to say <laughs> CNA. I got when I was so when I was little. I got the sickish yellow coat out of CNA, <laughs> and I loved that coat. And then they shut the place down. <laughs> I loved CNA. It's where I always went for my school clothes. Little frilly socks. I genuinely think I bought something from a charity shop not too long ago that was from CNA. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's like the sole reason I bought it. I was like, well, this held up well. 
<laughs> it lasted 18 years, it will last another 18. <laughs> yeah, basically. Although saying that, I have now thrown away 90% of my clothes and belongings. Um, so Because I had a bit of a mental breakdown, um, <laughs> for, for lack of a better phrase, and in my manic state decided that I don't need things. <laughs> so just threw everything away. <laughs> Were you were you Mary Condoing it? Kind but, of, yeah. Nothing brings me joy. <laughs> Everything. I sort of went along the mantra of if I haven't used it in six months or more, and it costs ten pounds or less to replace, then it's going in the bin, <laughs> or getting donated, or what the fuck ever. Like I don't need it. I don't need it. See, the only thing, the only time I really did that was I turned all the hangers around once. Yeah. At the start of the year, and anything that I didn't wear after a while, I I was gonna like, oh, I'm gonna donate it to charity. But then it was all stuff like shirts, like like a, like a funeral suit. I'm like, well, I haven't been to a funeral this year. That's kind of like unfair. Yeah, and like winter clothes. Have you? Did you see the pictures, Aaron? Yeah. That's currently I mean, my wardrobe. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I obviously moved in with my partner back in holy shit (laughs) yeah i i got rid of so much stuff in like a moment of but why because i didn't you need clothes you're gonna be getting a mortgage you can't be going out buying all these clothes you can't be having (laughs) smashed avo on toast you you need to get a mortgage um i buy secondhand stuff anyway um because I just don't fucking like clothes. Everything is either a crop top or ripped jeans. And See, like, if you'd have sent it all to the charity shop, you could have bought all your own stuff back. <laughs> I did send it to the charity shop. I sent a lot of it to the charity shop. So like, when I go, I'm going to have to be super cautious. So I'll be like, oh, that's yeah, nice. Why do I like that? It's kind of ugly. Oh, wait. Yeah, don't fucking go to the same charity shop that you dropped all your stuff off. Because No, I don't. I went to a different town. I went to a town. Two, uh, I went to a shop two towns over. <laughs> no, see, because like I don't know how frequently you charity shop, Aaron, but there are some you just don't go in. Well, the last charity shop I think I went in. No, sorry, the last charity shop purchase I made was, I think it was a Stevie Wonder single vinyl. Yeah. And previously before that, it was that coat from CNA. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here we go. CNA yeah. holding up. <laughs> well, I took them to, like, I went into, I think it was a Mind charity shop a couple of towns over, and I went in there, and they had, like, a, a Matalan vest top. Not anything with, like, no picture on it. It was just, like, a strappy vest top. And it was, like, a faded white. You know when, like, you've washed white clothes so many times that they're just grey now? Mm. Um, and it was £5. <laughs> it was probably cheaper when it started its life in Matalan. And I was just like, Do you know what? No. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm Not personally getting sick of this charity shop shit where I've it's I went, people are buying and reselling. That's the problem. I went into a charity shop to look for some shelves or for like a little you know, like the mini little cupboards. Yeah. Yeah. And then they wanted eighty five pounds for like a bedside cabinet, which is probably Literally. older than me. And I was like, This is this is ridiculous. Literally. Yeah. But yeah, I, I actively, and I love a charity shop, and I'll go in any charity shop I can find usually, but I never go in this one anymore because, like, if you're selling a ratty old fucking tank top for £5, like, what are you selling actual nice things for? So I just don't bother. And I was like, it'll be safe to throw all my things in there because I won't accidentally buy them back because I just won't be in there. 
Um, and they're selling your grotty knickers for £10. You could have yeah. been doing that. <laughs> I could be selling them for 12 <laughs> They snapped a picture of you as you were leaving. You didn't realise, but yeah, they've, they've got you behind the curtain in the special <laughs> section. Also, I've accumulated 29 years' worth of crap. Like, I, I have crap. And bear in mind, the bottom two shelves in the picture I'm sending is stuff that just needs a home. Um, but those three storage boxes at the top are my like miscellaneous stuff. That's all I've got left. Wow. Like you can tell by the shelf, some of it's like there's a can of Azira coffee that just needs to go downstairs and like a mug that's not been used yet that I got as a gift. Like stuff and like cleaning supplies and photos. They're not like things. Oh. Oh, I see how it is. The photo of your other friends on the wall, but not me. <laughs> gift me a photo and we'll see. Okay. Yeah. You haven't gifted me a photo. I've, it needs to be a picture of just you yeah. pointing at us. <laughs> so when you when when you want to prove a point, you just ring up and go like, "Oh, are you coming out tonight?" And we're like, "Oh no, I don't know." Maybe I'm going to print off an A1 photo of me, like <laughs> do you know, like a boudoir photo. I'm going to put it right above our bed. <laughs> an er- erotic photo shoot. Oh god. You know, like when you're like on the fur rug and it's just the bum. <laughs> yes, yes. Do you know what? I would that have that on my bedside table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do it. Do it, you won't. Fucking I'll put it up. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I'll go I'm gonna send Mitch round to hang it for you. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a good housewarming party. <laughs> oh. I wish we could talk about that more. <laughs> I just don't feel like we can. Oh, that was a great time. But yeah, I, I genuinely just threw away a lot of stuff. What's funny about this situation, though, is that we have a skip down at my nan's house on the same road as me because we're emptying the house to sell it to pay off like the care home fees. And everything is going in there. But I threw away, I think so far, at, the, at this point, it's 14 20-litre bin bags of my belongings that weren't like worthy of going anywhere. And they all went in the skip. The skip was full, like over full. Like we were just waiting. We just hadn't got around to calling the guys to come pick it up yet. And we were going to do it yesterday until I drove home from work and saw the skip was now half empty. Oh. Yeah. So the day before, the, the morning that this happened, I let out, I had to like move over on my road to let a, a vehicle pass and didn't think anything of it at the time, but it was one of those ones with like the cages on the back. <laughs> the rag and bone, man. Yeah, yeah. Someone had just come and like emptied the skip. Now, what the, and apparently, according to my nan's neighbors, um, people like dog walkers have just been coming past and helping themselves to stuff. Like yeah. elderly couples walking the dog have just been rummaging through the skip and taking what they fancy. Like, no shame, just like deep diving in it. Which is fine. It, it was stuff we were throwing away anyway, whatever. But um, what these people need to understand is that I'm incredibly weird. Um, and I have been throwing away some arguably weird stuff. Uh, so, like, I feel bad for the people opening these bags. But two things that stick out to me is I found an old can of spray paint that I had just assumed had dried up because I had, like, done i'd painted my desk like i had spray painted my desk the underside of it because it was ugly and green and whatever um anyway i chucked this in the bin without thinking about it 
and then I put something incredibly heavy, apparently, in the bag, <laughs> and just a fucking explosion of spray paint all in this big bag. So I feel sorry for the person opening that bag to like a massacre of paint. And then the second thing is um, when my bugs die, my pet bugs, I pin them and preserve them and frame them, as you can probably see from that second like the last picture I sent you, there's like a little pinned mantis in a white frame peeking out. Now, sometimes they're frame worthy. Sometimes. Only occasionally are they frame worthy. Sometimes legs fall off. Whatever. Um, whoever rummages through one of those bin bags is going to find two very large, grisly looking, I think, Vietnamese stick insects <laughs> with pins sticking in their thorax. <laughs> um... <laughs> I've got a question. Uh, shoot. Have you got the mannequin hands? I threw them away. <gasps> yeah. Why didn't you give each one of us a mannequin hand? I didn't realise you'd remember that I owned them, to be honest. Uh, you... Do you See, this is why I needed to, to declare. See, why didn't you? we could have come round and we could have just had a little, you know. <laughs> we could have helped. I would have you loved must... that. <laughs> the amount of gags you could have done with these mannequin hands. Like, I kept my tiny well, hands. Can can you like put your hand out to give me a handshake? You know, I wouldn't question it because we're on a handshake kind of basis. And uh, <laughs> I'd have just pulled the hand out. <laughs> I feel like I'm beyond the point in my life where I need mannequin hands from BHS, I'll be honest. Uh, do you know what? You're, you're so just close-minded. <laughs> Dude, I had some weird shit. Like, I have, <laughs> I have the worst phone speaker oh. that doesn't really work as a phone speaker. Oh, no. It's just like a gramophone. Let me, uh, let me, let me redigest that point. Are you in possession of the BHS mannequin hands? No. Well, you, you, you don't have any witch anymore, do you? I have. I kept some. <laughs> I kept some weird shit. Not necessarily the same weird shit. Uh, let me get this phone speaker, which is the worst thing I've ever purchased, and somehow one of the things I kept. Now, this is the most stupid thing, because it doesn't... It's not even that effective. Um, but I just... I liked it. It was aesthetically pleasing to me. Um, that quality is terrible, so we're just going to do a little take two on that. Do you remember when um, the VR headsets first come out? Oh, yeah. And you you were just putting your phone in a box when you strap it to your head. Yep. So I bought one of them. It was at the charity shop. I was like, yeah. yeah they're always at the charity shop, yeah. I'll, I'll have a go on this. And then it, it didn't work. No. I just couldn't I get don't. it to focus. No. This is my wonderful mobile speaker that I have purchased. That is the most ghetto thing I've seen <laughs> in so long. It was so funny. <laughs> it's just a the fuck? Just you a copper pipe on a piece yeah. of wood. Yep, you slot your phone into that little phone slot and it just has a, a hole that goes through to that little gramophone type thing. How much did you pay for that? A single English pound. Okay, you're fine. It made me laugh and it still does and it kind of works and it does sound like an old like wax cylinder player. It makes everything sound old timey and it's really funny like Listening to Lil Nas X on in an old timey way. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. It gave it added something to my life, so I kept it. 
I kept the tiny hands. I didn't keep the mannequin hands, but I kept the tiny hands because there's always a place in my life for tiny hands. <sighs> this makes me think of all the shit I've thrown away in the years. So much it's, stuff. It's the first time I've been brutal getting rid of things. Like Normally I'm like, oh, that has sentimental value. It doesn't. I don't know why I'm attaching weird sentimental value to things. <clears throat> like I, uh, when I was like eight, my si- well, my sister is six years older than me, and she went on like the French ex- exchange trip when she was in year eight. So I must have been incredibly young. But she got me like some little wooden building blocks from a Flanders Fields Museum, and I've kept them all these years, and I don't fucking know why because I didn't even like them when I was eight. <laughs> I've either had or were you talking about this the other day to me? Yeah, yeah, I think I was. Uh, but I, I didn't even like them when I was a child, so why would I keep them now? And I kept like she got me a souvenir notebook off of Nemesis Inferno, and at the time it seemed really cool because <laughs> I'd never been to Thorpe Park, and I was like, this is really cool. And now I've been there so many times, and it is not my favorite ride. I don't know why I kept it. <laughs> is Nemesis so- Inferno the one that shut down now? Yes. Um, yeah, it's the one that wow. rattles your head around. They're oh. refurbishing it, I think, from what I've heard. Mm. Um, I found the best thing to do is, and I didn't really, I thought it was a smart idea, but then I realised it just sounds very, very mm, petty, maybe, but. Anytime like a friendship or something like that comes to an end or a relationship, anything that has a sentimental, a sentimental value, just yeet, just get rid of. Done, I was like, I'm oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's such a good idea. Then I realized, oh, that's what everybody else does as well. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just like, yeah, I, I don't think I own any. There's, there's only one expensive item. I still have that has sentimental value in open air brackets. Um, but I don't really know where to get. Where, where would you sell jewelry? Um, any pawn shop, yeah. Uh, any pawn brokers, right? It's probably not worth <clears throat> as much as you think it is. No, 100% it, not. It is because of the stones that are in it. They, they, that doesn't mean anything. I was going to say, gold and silver is probably the most value you're going to get out of anything above stones. Yeah, well... Stones are like cars. The second they're out of the shop, they lose value. Yeah. Yeah, but... The whole De Bears thing, which I'm not going to get into today because that's run into hours long. Cars wear and tear, stones tarnish. They both lose in exponential value after leaving the shop that they were made in. But the thing is, the discount that I got on... <laughs> God, this sounds bad. The discount that I got on the ring originally because of uh, the connections I had and so on and such forth. Um, I c- I've sort of looked online, on even on eBay, and the same sort of ring is still pretty much sort of holding value and stuff like that. Set it on eBay then. Yeah, that's that's going to be your uh, best port call. Knock it on eBay. Thing- yeah, but say, it's your, already... say it's your great-grandmother's and it's it's an heirloom. <laughs> Just make up some um, bullshit story. Get some photos from Katie of her nana. Yep. And then... Uh, old. You know. And we, looked pretty much close to death in every photo from the last decade. So uh, I've yeah, got we'll, a lot. We'll, we'll Photoshop the ring on her finger and we'll say, this this ring was in the war. 
mean, he'll have, he'll have a date stamp in it from last year. But this woman was born in 1924. You can make up any story you like. <laughs> go for any era. We could just go to. I could go. Well, yeah, I, I could go to any retirement home and just go look. Wear this old person. <laughs> yeah, put this on for a picture, please. Wear this, and I'll tell the nurses not to touch you for a day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Or if yeah, they if you would get, you up on that. If you if you get the old man to do it and say we'll get the nurses to touch you, <laughs> and he'll do it as well. <laughs> it works both ways. It's a flawless plan. Oh, perfect, perfect. Um, I've already messaged your better half, Ben, about your boudoir photo shoot. Of course, you have. Oh, for God's sake! Why does everyone keep doing this to me? God. <laughs> she had the best reply as well. Hold on. Um, Have you gonna... replied already? Jeez. Yeah, I'm going to drop the gift that she <laughs> replied with in the chat. <laughs> I had this not so long ago. Someone, someone tagged me in. Someone tagged me in like a butler thing. It was like a, a hot dad's butler thing, and they were like, "You should yeah. do it." You should do it. You can, it's a paid gig, and I was just like, "I'm not going to do it." And then they started messaging her, my wife, and saying, "You should get him to do it." I'm like, "What the fuck's all this about?" I'm still <laughs> laughing at the gif. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the thing is, yeah, because we know that you know that's what happens with marriage. If you don't immediately say yes, then we just go to the next in chain of command. Yeah. So you're inferring that I'm the hierarchy point of this relationship? Uh, no. <laughs> That's what you inferred. I said, I said the next higher in the chain. Oh. Oh. Oh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Also, I've um, extended beyond gifts. You've extended. I've decided... Um, there is a website called playphrase.me. Oh, are we going around in circles now, are we? No, 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 because I was going to say, do you remember me talking about this? I was going to say, I was just like, oh, we've got to that point in the podcast now where we're talking no, about things know. we've already gone through. This is an update on playphrase.me. Uh, so do you remember that that had like a cap on how many you could look at and what you yeah. could choose from? There's one that has no limit and has more stuff. <laughs> it is called Yarn getyarn.io and like I just searched like Homer Boudoir in relation to the gif that Aaron just sent and they've got like the clips from the episode like three second clips that you can just send oh okay well that's good to know up your gif game and just send whole ass clips from films (laughs) and stuff see I'm not sure I I like the way that you can kind of infer with a gif Mm. It's short, snappy, and to the point. But like sometimes, I just want to portray the pig from Disenchanted going sad in Matt Berry's voice. Yeah, sad. <laughs> you know what? That was one of those shows that quickly uh, it just it just died for me. The first series was okay, and it just didn't feel like they got. I'll admit, I stopped watching it too. Yeah, it didn't. I, I tried watching the second series. It just didn't have the same. Ugh. Also, in the same way that I hoard possessions and have to like clear them out, I do it with TV shows as well. Um, so, like, I will put off watching 
the new season of something because I just don't trust it to not get cancelled. Um, so I'll just put off watching things for ages until like there is a guaranteed confirmed next season so I don't get fucking blue-balled by a show. And I did that with Rick and Morty. Mm. Yeah, that was Rick and Morty. And recently, I was like, Joe, you know what? Because like season five had come out at this point, and I was like holding out on season four. I was like, I'll watch season four. And me having no impulse control, binge watched the whole of season four, and now I'm on season five. And four episodes into season five, one of them got arrested. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah, Justin Roiland. Yeah. Like, of course that would happen. Now I'm going to hoard everything forever. Now I'm not going to trust any. I was right. I was right to have my trust where it was <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I disagree I disagree I think you can you can just appreciate what comes out well, I, see I, yeah but then Game of what, Thrones last what, season yeah, I've never watched finished? that one oh really really I'm kind of glad because apparently it sucked at the end right yeah yeah mm, it's, it's it would have been better if it ended and then they were like yeah we're not doing another one soz and then, you know, you could have wished it would have been better rather than having it actually and finding that it was shit. Santa Clarita Diet, loved that show. Absolutely got cancelled on a cliffhanger. Yep. Drew Barrymore and I are equal parts pissed. Because apparently she's fuming that she got cancelled. I did wonder where you were going with that. I thought you were going to infer that you were Drew Barrymore. No, no, I'm just as angry as her about this situation. <laughs> did you have a nice chat with her when you discussed yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, I um, but but the thing is, because of like binge watching culture and everything, it takes forever and a fucking day to come out with a new season of anything, and I forget that I've watched it. I think was it Out Outlands that I was watching, like the Outlands or something. It's no the... idea. It's not just that. Uh, also, done it with Westworld as well, and they? they've sort of cancelled it but i think both sounds of it that finished quite well potentially besides a few sort of um plot points they didn't sort of wrap up but um... i just wish netflix would stop cancelling things like mid cliffhanger <clears throat> at least be sort of like do a wrap-up episode even yeah, if it's a no, bad no, one no. you've got you've, See, you've got four but... episodes to wrap this up Go <clears throat> that i i completely disagree completely disagree that is not netflix's problem at all in the slightest bit that is asshole writers that are writing their cells into a ticket to the next series are you by any chance talking about american horror story because that feels like what that woman from american horror story does no i don't yeah i just get irritated with if you remember uh, Older TV shows, they are either they, you know, they had a, a, a main plot point per series that gets wrapped up quite nicely, maybe with some little bits and pieces to carry on, or something like that. But today, you find that there's too many long tail, long, uh, long. What's what's the what's the phrase? Long term storytelling. Mm. Um, that they try and last out going, oh, you can't cancel us, you know, we still haven't finished the story. And it's yeah. like, uh, no, <laughs> you got authorised one season. Tell your story. If we like it, we'll pick you up for a second. But that's Don't... kind of what the pilot episode of a show is for. They're like, 
are you good at writing hooks? Yes, the pilot was good. We'll continue. We'll continue on. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that uh, you know that it's not a pilot season. Like, but still, you know, it doesn't mean that that show is going to continue on forever. I just, I kind of miss being able to like watch an episode per week of something by force. Like, I don't like the option of having the ability to binge. Like, because it was Outer Banks is the show that I was talking about. It was like basically teen drama, but also still kind of good. Anyway, it came out in fucking April 2020, and obviously I watched except I watched everything. I finished Netflix in 2020, and I finished this in like half a day and it was really good and it ended on a really good cliffhanger the next season didn't come out until july 2021 so like 15 months after the after i finished it is when the next season came out and i forgot i'd watched it by then um i I completely forgot i'd watched it by then and i watched it i finished the last episode of it today because i forgot that i had watched it the only reason i had remembered i watched it was because i have had to recently like download my netflix history to potentially transfer it over to another platform because netflix is getting cancelled um on my end and the next season isn't due until february 2023 apparently so that's not so bad but like i i forget i forget that i've watched shows like alice in borderland loved that show watched it so intently really good premise completely forgot it existed and like netflix didn't prompt me that there was a new season Mm. Yeah, because they're so busy pushing you, because everyone loved you, and Stranger Things is like two years away still. Yeah, it, but the thing is, like like with Stranger Things, um, uh, fair enough. They each series with that it wrapped the story up. If, I, 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 no, after well, no, after season one, if there wasn't another, if there wasn't a second series of Stranger Things. There was a bit of a cliffhanger, obviously, with Eleven. As far as my memory, because like I say, it was a very long time ago now. The children that were in season one are now adults. But I I just vaguely remember it being like, and the story is done. But then, and then something crazy happens that threatens Hawkins again. Like, that's definitely a huge cliffhanger. It's not like a little thing. Uh, no, 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 yeah. See, that was the newest season. But I'm pretty sure it did that. No. They do that yeah. in all. Yeah. If they, if they just wrap up a story, there's no way. Why would you come back? They left it. <laughs> okay. Spoilers for Stranger Things. In the first series, if you remember, they have the Demogorgon and Eleven blows it up with her powers, but she also dies, or you're led to believe that she dies or whatever, but she disappears, doesn't she? But that was like the wrap up to the season. If, if it had ended there, there would have been. Nobody crying about it at all in the slightest bit because it's well, no, because we didn't know who L was or what L was. We didn't know what the demogorgons were, why they were there, who the what the fucking like Russians had to do with anything. There was no, there was definitely think... so many loose ends and so many implications uh, to another season. Like the they definitely went... had us by the fucking short and curlies. I don't think the Russians were brought into the second series. Yeah, but there was definitely like a base, wasn't there, in the first series? where shit was coming from and they didn't uh, know what it was and they were trying to find the source of why all this nonsense was happening and obviously we hadn't been told where l had escaped from 
or anything. Like there was definitely loose ends that needed answers. And if they'd ended it, I think people would have been absolutely fuming. Well, they've they've done that in books for years. You know, hmm. oh, it just comes from a secret base, and it's oh, it's all a yeah, bit weird. That's it. And done. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it's a new concept. I just think if like, I think binge culture has gotten too far <laughs> because obviously, Buffy, for example, I used to watch Buffy every Thursday night, and like I'm rewatching it, and it low-key kind of season one sucks. That's another story. But I watched it every Thursday, and after Buffy, I watched Dead Like Me every Thursday, and there was one episode a week which meant they could film it and wean people through it for like a couple of months. And that left less of a gap between when the next series would come out. And because there was that, like people were watching shows for months at a time, people weren't plowing through like 17 shows in a couple of months. Like it is January and I have wrapped up five different shows like a season of five different shows yeah but is it because you've been watching it it is because i have the option to and i have no impulse control a lot like other people especially like during covid i think people got into the idea of binging tv more because what else were you going to do like sit on zoom with your mates absolutely not well i'm still at work yeah yeah i lost my Uh, job to be fair like House of the Dragon, I was quite comfortable even sometimes leaving that a couple of weeks. I had two episodes to watch. Yeah, but I don't think um, a lot of people do. And because there's such a demand for a new show, because everyone's finished like 13 Reasons Why, people plowed through that in minutes. Like, And the thing is, because of how... like, There's always going to be spoilers, so I always feel like I need to watch the newest episode of something on Netflix so someone doesn't fucking spoil it for me. And because there's this demand, like people are just, Netflix is just churning out absolute garbage because there's such a high demand for shows because everyone's done with them in a week. You can do what I do and just don't start watching something until it's been out for like two years. And this is what I did with Rick and Morty. I'm I'm doing it with The Walking Dead. I'm only just... See, The Walking... I was literally just about to mention The Walking Dead for completely the opposite gripe. Um, They have the old format because it's obviously a Fox and AMC thing. It was out weekly. Yeah, but I've waited I've waited so long that it's all out there now. No yeah. one's no one's even talking about it anymore. I mean, they are because it literally just finished like a, a, not so long ago forever. Yeah, but I'm so far behind and yeah. I don't go anywhere. I don't even search for it on my algorithms so I don't get anything for it. Yeah. Like it was so nice that like me and my other half sat down to watch the forever finale of that chapter of the walking dead because we'd been watching it weekly we'd been like sitting down on a sunday night whacking on the walking dead and that was like our sunday thing and i miss tv being like that just have some self-control no yeah i mean no control whatsoever stop stop watching it on your own also the end of the walking dead not going to tell you anything about it but absolute cop out because it's not the end because they're spin-offs and please don't research this because it will ruin the ending for you. But they announced the spin-offs before The Walking Dead finished. Yeah. And the spin-offs are for named characters. <laughs> oh, okay. So I basically saw like ads for this person's spin-off and this person's spin-off and I'm like, "Well, unless it's a re-, like and it didn't look like it was backstory because they were still in their like current level of le- weathered like 
they it wasn't like the start of their story it was like their story going onwards because that's how they were branded they were branded as like their story after the walking dead which means like the walking dead is really good at killing people you know and seeing their spin-offs advertised made me go well they're safe yeah, I'm, I'm just staying, staying well away from all kinds of spoilers, yeah. isn't it? I mean, to be to be fair, the characters are done, but you know, they had plot armor, regardless. Yeah, I just feel like they could have probably just like waited until the adverts after the final episode to announce who wasn't gonna die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I feel like they could have been more brutal. The other half was kind of devastated at the last episode and a tear was shed. But I couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> they weren't characters I cared about. Uh. Well, that's, that's the thing that you haven't learned from watching Game of Thrones. In Game of Thrones, no one's safe. Yeah, yeah don't have a favourite character. <laughs> yeah, so I've heard. Like... <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this is probably a toxic trait of mine, if it can count as toxic, but if I get told to watch something, I ain't watching it. <laughs> nah, to be fair, I tried with Breaking Bad. I left that I so, so long. Uh, I can understand why people liked it. I did it with Better Call Saul. I didn't watch it because everyone was like, oh my god, it's so good. I'm like, well, that's me never watching it then. Fantastic. The only reason that I ended up watching Game of Thrones was purely because... Um, we can we can say his name because it isn't actually his name. Uh, Fingers huh. used to keep on coming in when I worked at the pub, and he was like, "You've got to watch it. You've got to watch it." And I was just like, That's "No, how no, old no, is, no, no, no." <laughs> and yeah, and I was like, "Ugh." And I think he actually brought in like a memory stick or something like that. He was like, "Here you go." His his like the first series or whatever. And I was like, all right, okay, fine. And uh, I gave it a watch and I was like, actually, this has hooked me in the first episode because it, it just had everything in the first episode. Yeah, I watched like 10 minutes of the first episode and there was like some kid watching incest and I was like, I'm out. Ah. Uh, <laughs> ah. Uh. I literally stopped there and I was like, this just feels like... I don't know. Okay, so like to to compare Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones for a moment, I feel like gaming Gaming Thrones, no Game of Thrones. Gaming Thrones. Um, I I can I believe it's good. I believe that everyone liked it for a reason. But I feel like it really relied on tits and dragons. Like and. really relied on. I, I'm not saying and. I'm just saying I I liked Breaking Bad for the opposite reason. I feel like it didn't rely on like sex cells kind of things and like it was a slow burner i actually only cared about breaking bad like season four onwards which isn't a lot it's like a season and a half but it was a really slow burner but there was a lot of in-depth story and it's something you have to i liked it it was just drugs and old men I don't. So did, did, did it even pass the, the feminist test for movies? I can't remember. But it's got a name. Mm-hmm. Oh, what the fucking what's that name? Basically, is there a part in Breaking Bad where two women talk where it's not about a oh, man? Oh, I don't know. 
I need to find out what this is called now because I've heard about it before. The Bechdel test. Hmm. It's a measure of representation of women in film. The test asks whether a film features at least two women talking to each other about something other than a man. Hmm. To be fair, I feel like I don't remember any women in Breaking Bad other than fucking Omelette Woman. What's her name? Is it Omelette? Skyler. <laughs> yeah, her. That's the only woman Breaking there. Bad flagrantly failed the Bechdel test. <laughs> yeah, I literally only remember her. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. But I really liked it, and I like... Um... I love your only input, Aaron, was meh. I like... Because uh, I'm currently watching Better Call Saul, and I think it's better than Breaking Bad. Is that a controversial... I don't know. But I like it more. Yeah, I I watched like the first series of Better Call Saul, and it was just it just dragged for me. I was just like, eh. yeah. So come on, Aaron, what's your? Uh, give me. I want one number fact. Give me your best one. I want okay. to hear all eight of them. All eight. What? Uh. So this episode today is episode 27, I believe. Yeah. Nope. Um, really? Is it not? Yeah, it is. I just wanted to fuck with Aaron. <laughs> it's in the URL, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> so I, was, I was like, yeah? Um, so, some amazing facts about the number 27. Are we going to go for the low-hanging fruit here, or...? Uh, give me one second, Katie, and you know, maybe um, we'll see. You see the low hanging fruit? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Just checking. On average, the sun rotates on its axis once every 27 days. You don't want to mention any musicians? Uh, no, because that's too stereotypical to 27. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually know that about the sun. No, not at all. Yeah, so who have we got in the 27 club? We've got what? Kurt Cobain, Amy Winehouse. Hendrix. Hendrix. Jim, Jim Morrison. Morrison. Uh, Janice Joplin and Brian Jones. Wasn't there somebody else who recently... No. I thought there was somebody else recently who sort of went into it, but they must not be big enough <laughs> to be able to, be able to consider a member. Um 27 is the atomic weight of the only stable isotope of aluminium. Hmm. And both the Spanish and Hebrew alphabet have 27 letters each. I didn't know that. Ooh, that's a good one. The planet Uranus has 27 moons. There's, there's a joke there. Oh, I can't think of it. <laughs> There's a joke there. Oh, may I chime in? Yeah. Marvel's Deadpool issue 27 holds the Guinness World Record for most comic book characters on one cover. Ha. Huh. Uh, oh, 
27 is a perfect cube number, being 3 times 3 times 3 equals 27. Yeah, yeah I'm, it's, I'm, it's a trinity I'm, number, isn't it? I'm going to stop us here, because that sounded like the most boring thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> 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 Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>